am a child of Jesus. Be no longer. I am a child of God. I'm no longer. and gentlemen good evening dear friends welcome to another edition of jesus is the answer with kathy eka kunenjingu i am an ambassador of christ jesus and i am your host you are welcome to bless monday god bless you all it's been a while how are you all doing welcome 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 it's bless monday service right I just heard that blessed Monday. I was like, what am I going to title this, this message? I just said, blessed Monday is indeed a blessed day that the Lord has made. Let's rejoice and be glad in it. So before we dive into today's message, let's welcome Yahweh. Let's welcome Abba Father. Father, we thank you, Lord Jesus. We thank you, King of glory, Lord of Lord, the mighty man in battle. We thank you, Holy Spirit. Father, take over me, less of me. More of you, Father, speak through me. Bless your children, and when you are done, take all the glory. I soak myself and everyone out there listening to me into the precious blood of Jesus, blood of Jesus. Yahweh, speak through me, Father. Bless your children and take all the glory. In Jesus' mighty name we've prayed. Amen. I cover all the equipment that I'm using with the precious blood of Jesus. Blood of Jesus. His blood that he shed on the cross of Calvary speaks more than every other blood. Yes, Lord. Father, take over this service. Bless Monday and testimony. Yes. We are life is a testimony. Strong feet and healthy. Even if you are not healthy 100%, give God all the glory. It could have been worse. Thank him where you are because there are many people whose situation and case is worse than yours. Always give him thanks. Always give him thanks. So how is it? Ah, come on. Mm-hmm. 
Yes, this heart of mine is yours. My heart, I live for him. Mm. Father, I surrender myself for you. Use me for your glory. It's yours, it's yours, it's yours. I want you to know, Yahweh, that this heart of mine is yours now. Yahweh, where would I have been? Ah, if not of you, where would I have been? Yahweh, Yahweh, I worship you. I worship you. I worship you. Yahweh, Yahweh, where would Bole be if not all you? What would I say? Yahweh, Yahweh, I worship you. I worship you. Lord, we worship you.
Hey. Ah, oh, God is good all the time. All the time, our Lord is good. I'm back. I'm home. I'm now in Germany. You guys know I organized a revival. God sent me back home. I'm from Cameroon. So God, God sent me to Cameroon, to my home city, Kumba. And God moved mightily. It was the, the revival was on the 18th of this month, July of 2023. And God told me, he said, after the revival, the next I should make sure I leave Kumba before midday. I left Kumba. We kicked off our vehicle, left my father's compound at 6.45 a.m. <laughs> and before midday, I was out of Southwest completely, like out of my state. God is amazing. God is wonderful. And the next day, uh, sorry, that same day, right in the evening, was it? My cousin came from the village. I've not seen him in years. I've not seen him in years. And my senior sister called me. While I was still on my way, he came. So my sister called me the following day, right? Because he came at night. Obviously, while I was there, my sister was not at her place. So they were with me at my mother's, my father's compound. So meaning he would have come there if he has not seen my sister. He would have come. I don't know if it's because of him God asked me to leave. or But I know there was a reason for that. And I obeyed and I left. So I don't know why. I don't know. But when they called me and they told me, me, I just I didn't even say anything. They were like, wow, God really spoke to you. God really spoke to you. Do you know, they came. He came with somebody else. I don't know. But I'm not suspecting him for anything. But, you know, some people from the village, man, not everybody is clean. I don't know what God could have seen that he's, he was protecting me or preventing me from it. Only God knows, right? It can still be not him. It's a young guy. He should be my age mate or older than me, but not so much. Probably he's between me and my late brother, right? Yeah. So, but you never can tell. Only God knows. God has not revealed to me why. But, you know, human eyes will just see and say, oh, probably it's because of him and this. But God asked me to leave, and I did obey. God told me while I was here in Germany, and even when I was going, he told me not to sleep in Douala. Douala is the city I landed. He told me not to sleep. I had to drive that night, 3 a.m. I didn't sleep in Douala. <laughs> I have people in Douala. I could have even taken a hotel there, but I didn't sleep in Douala. We decided to drive that night, go to my province where my senior brother is, slept at his house for a few hours. The driver came, picked us up. We left, went to my father's compound, stayed there. My bags did not even come with me. On that 8th, we left here on the 8th. I landed on the 9th at about 1 a.m. Our bags did not come. We spent... More than an hour, they searching for the bag. I had to do declare. I had to go and declare. But the thing is, I was not so bothered because it was not me alone, right? Eighty-five percent of the passengers we use the Turkish Airlines, but our bags didn't come. 
and it came the next day so i had to send somebody to go and pick it i just snapped my passport and then the paper that i filled the form that i did the declaration that's all she just went and they gave her my bag so i didn't leave kumba that was my my worry like coming going back and you know i didn't leave kumba so i got in i stayed there with my family for nine good days the 10th day that's when i left after the program i left and stayed in yaoundé for three days with my in-laws and i left also yeah my i'm back home i'm back home god moved mightily the revival was amazing myself i was like wow but i was not even bothered even if it was just me and my family i would have still preached to them like there were many people there people came for somebody who's not been in the country for 15 years and this same person when she left she was never a pastor the, the people who even came majority of them i didn't uh, no not majority two of my friends came friends that we've known ourselves one their female and their female we've been friends for like 30 years now or more and then was there for over 20 years and then my classmate at them was there I was like, wow, he came and he gave his support from, from one. We're classmates for five years. Secondary school separated from five when he went to a different high school. Or he continued in cast and I moved. I, I, I transferred. I changed my school. And then um, my friends were supportive online. You know, people, attention people just be writing. Like, they want to see. People don't believe until they see things. I've been preaching for two years now. You all know, um, 15th of, of June, of, of May, rather, 15th of May, 2021, I started preaching. God called me, anointed me himself on the 23rd of March. April, I'm always saying March. March was the month I had an encounter with God. The very first time God spoke through my mouth, 29th of March and 23rd of April. 2021, God anointed me, put a sword in my hand, and he said, I should go and deliver the women in Africa. He said, you started with East Africa. So Cameroon never crossed my mind. So when Apostle, my woman of God, Apostle Belma Billy, came to Germany, May of this year, on the 6th of May, I'm the one who looked for the hall, the church she used for the um, Holy Ghost encounter, like a revival, right? The church she used for that program, I'm the one who looked for it. I was sitting here where I'm sitting right now, and I heard this is your opportunity. I made a search. I looked at one close to me. I contacted somebody saying, no, that one is not good, blah, blah, blah. So I called the next one. The pastor's name came to my mind. He's two hours away from me, his church. I called. He said, yes, and I went there, and Apostle agreed, you know. And it was on day one that God spoke to me. He said, go to Cameroon and make a revival. Kumba, 18th of, my, of, uh, um, of July. I was like, wow. And then I said I needed a confirmation. And before the program started, mind you, Apostle had called me and she was teaching us obedience. And she said, Kati, come out. For example, she used me and she said, for example, God can say, go to Cameroon, go to your country for me, and you delay this. But, you know, I didn't really pay attention. I was just paying attention to the obedience. I didn't even pay attention that she called me. When I got that assignment, I was like, hey, you first of all called me. She said, what confirmation do you need? 
So I came, I was doing my things, contacting my senior brother to make the flyers for me. They look the hall. I was making my budget of about, um, I was making my budget of about 100 people. I'm going to feed people, we'll buy drinks, we'll buy water. So while I was doing all of those, right, I decided to do a three days fasting. It was six to fix and six to six. And the first thing was, I think I tried to either more of God, or I want to get closer to God, something like that. And on day two, I had a dream. I had a dream. I think that was two weeks before I travel home or so. I wrote it down. If I go into my prayer book, I'll be able to give you full details a day. So I had a dream. In that dream, I was walking with some people. There were two, just two of them. There are people I know, but I don't know their faces. Like, you know, like when you have a dream, you can wake up and say, oh, I saw Esther in my dream. I saw Miss Pa in my dream. I saw Susanna. I saw Joseph. You know that type of thing. But I just know that these people are people that I know. Like, these are familiar people, but I, don't, I can't tell their faces who these people were. Not until of recent, God told me that those were angels that were with me in my dreams. Ah, somebody clapped for God. Those were angels that were with me. I need, they needed to be there so that I could have this conf, conf, um, confidence. Because in that dream, I saw an old man. This is the first time God is coming to me in my dream with a neutral face. Most often, he uses apostle's face, right? So he wanted me to know that it's really him. So this was an old man. He had a staff with him, a walking stick. He sat at the edge of a house, like the veranda, and the stick was leaning right beside him. So I came, I was the first, I wanted to give him my hand, but I refused because I'm like, I don't know you. I don't trust you, I don't let alone know you, so why should I give you my hand? But these angels, they gave him their hand. It's like when you give him your hand, he will hold your hand and then he will prophesy to you. Or when he holds your hand, he has to tell you something or pray for you. So these two angels, they did, the first one did, left the second one. So I was the third one, and so I went, I gave him. Give me why giving my hands? I didn't give my whole hand, like he didn't have my palms, just the tip of my fingers. And then he looked at me into my eyes and he said, you are, I know your heart is broken. Go to Cameroon, don't fear or do not be afraid or something. But that was the way. And I said, don't fear or do not be afraid. So when I woke up, I was like, wow, God had to come to my dream to confirm that he's the one who is sending me. I don't know to be afraid. And what was amazing was, he said, I know your heart is broken. You guys now just lost my junior brother on the 10th of March of this year. So three months, March, April, May. Four months, right? March, April, May, June, July. Four months after his death and burial where I was not even there. I didn't go when he died. I just sent my own contribution. We contributed money. We did everything. Normal, under normal circumstances, I was supposed to be going home to spend time with family, to condole with family, you know, see his grave and just, you know. But no. Because I should go there and make a revival at this time. And I'm so happy with the family I have because my siblings, my mother, they were all so supportive. They were so happy for me that I'm coming home to do this assignment. Nobody ever, nobody questioned me. Nobody said, are you sure it's God? 
Nobody looked at it otherwise. Nobody said, ah, your brother just died. You are coming home. You are not here. You are coming for a revival. Are you sure? Nobody. They were so happy. They were supporting. They were the first there. The whole hall was, most of the people there, my sister was there. My mother was there. My senior brother is the one who looked for the hall. He's the one who was running around with me. We're doing errands. The t-shirt that they printed, the flyer, the poster, everything. We didn't do flyers again. We canceled. We went to the radio. He's the one who contacted the radio guys where we did advertisement at the radio. I was doing mine on Facebook. We paid radio station. They did it for two days, two different radio stations. God is amazing. My other senior brother left where he was. He came. He killed a goat for me to welcome me, give me good reception. No problem, no stress. Like nobody even said, oh, why are you doing so? Other family, they will question. They'll be like, are you sure? What type of God are you serving? How can your brother die? You were not even here and now you are coming to say, God. If you are here, stop it. And you have somebody who is telling you God is saying this. They are doing the work of God and you're trying to hinder them. Please stop. Encourage them. Encourage them. You don't know what God is doing. Give them your support. If you don't want, just stay quiet. Don't say anything negative. To start sowing negative seed in their mind. Imagine if all my family, if I'm not the one that is stubborn for Christ, they start saying so, I'll be like, yeah. There are some people, they, when they say that, be like, it's true. Maybe it was just their mind. Maybe, maybe, and then they will not do it. And I even had a dream. Two days to my program, I had a dream on Monday, Sunday breaking Monday. My program was on Tuesday. So on that Sunday, we slept. And I, I had a dream like I went to a city where my brother was in the dream. And he said, oh, nobody is going to come. They said people are not going to come for the revival, so there is no need for me to make the revival. I said, okay, if that's the case, then let me go back to Kumba. Kumba is my city. I said, let me go back to Kumba where I know people, then I'll make the revival there. But when I got to Kumba now, I started talking to my mother. I said, I wish my brother was not living far. His city was not far. And the dream is like his city is far away. I said, I wish my brother's city was not far where I could still go and it's like today is a lockdown because Monday is lockdown there. So in the dream, I knew that Monday is lockdown. I can't even travel on that Monday. And then I started saying, maybe he hasn't been cancelled. Called the people who gave us the hall. He has cancelled the, the, the day telling them that there's not going to be any revival. The pianist, he must have caught, you know, called everybody and cancelled. How am I going to do it? So I was worried. Then I woke up and I realized, hey, it's Monday. The program is to be held the next day. I was so happy because I was like, oh my God, I'm going, I've disobeyed God. What am I even going to say? Then I thought of my apostle, how she always preached of obedience. Even if it's one person, if God gives you an assignment, go. It could be for that person. You don't need to wait when the crowd is so, the hall is full. You have crowd and you say, no, you don't need to. God has said, go, go. He knows why he's saying that. Probably just one person needs to be there. And then my girlfriend who had a dream two years, just a month after God called me, almost a month because she had that dream um, May 20th, and she wrote me May 21st of 2021 that God showed her a dream that I came to Kumbaha like a revival. It was full with women. She said it. I even have the video. I posted it on my wall. She said it was full. So many women were there. I was praying for people. 
And when she approached me, the first thing I asked her was if she has given her life. She said yes. She said, I prayed, I blessed water, I blessed water, people drunk over manifesting, people got delivered. She was in that revival. I was so happy that she came. It could have been not this revival. That's not the last, it's not the last, no, it's just the beginning. It might still be not for Kumba. God was just showing her what he's going to use me in the future to do. So if God sent you, go. How I went, I told you for how much I had with me. I had less than a million, my money. When I first went, I went, I think the money I had was 900 euros. Then later, I hope my husband to send me 200 euros that I was going to use. I used them at the end of the day just to buy African wares, pay my transport, you know, from my, my state to where my in-laws were. That's it. That's what I did with the money, basically. That's all. The 200 euros, I just used it. I bought African wares for myself and that, and that was it. But I remember before then, I used to be worried. I want to go home. I need this amount. I need this. No. We stress ourselves. And that thing, thank God I'm no longer in the world. If I, were to, if I was still in the world, I'm not sure I would have gone home with that amount of money. But I went. The money was enough. We all ate. We drank. You know, I bought them juice. I was always buying them soft drinks. and What do people call it? Soda. Yes. We ate food. It was okay. Well, when the world would want to go with thousands and thousands of you, just go and show off. You go out, spend money at nightclub, snacks, you want to give everybody drinks, you want, then you come back home, you are broke. I came back, I'm okay, and I was like, Father, thank you. I went and accomplished what God asked me to go and do. It's good to serve God. Give your life to Christ if you haven't. The world will only give you headache. The world will only give you stress. I've seen your mercy. I felt your mercy. I know, I know your mercy. How Thank you for your mercy. Thank you for your mercy, Lord Jesus. Thank you for your mercy. Ah, God. Thank you for your mercy, Father. Your grace found me, saved me. Your mercy speaks for me. It's good to live in Christ. I have peace. Peace. I miss my family, yes. But I'm happy that I'm with Christ. 
and he orders my steps. He had to come to my dream and say, go. Not that I'm the one sending you. I remember I preached up to about 5.30 thereabout or 5 o'clock. And I asked, I said, are they tired? Because they were all just sitting quiet and looking at me. They said, no, they are not tired. One lady said, no, you said 6 o'clock now. It's not yet 6, it's 5. So the program said, well, really? They said, yes. I said, should keep preaching what? And one lady said, no, preach. Keep telling us about your encounters. So I didn't go there just preaching the God of the Bible. I told them my stories, like I always tell you people. I told them my encounters, practical things. Practical things. One of the testimonies that was even from my brother's wife, the junior sister, who happened also to be a classmate. When I, I, at one point, I remember I told her, I said, it's like God sent me here just to my own people because my girlfriend was there. My classmate at them was there. This girl was also there. She was also my classmate. She was also my classmate. Then I have family. And then some ladies were there. My senior sister, uh, um, her friends, or I think one is also married from the same family. One was her friend, another younger girl. She says her friend, a cousin of mine was there. Another lady was there. My brother's wife, very good friend. You know, we're not many, we're few, but it was amazing. It was so intimate. So my brother, the wife, the junior sister walked up to me. The wife even said, Ambassador, there is, there is a testimony. Somebody has another testimony. I said, really? So she came out. So well, she said, well, she had an accident, I think, two years ago. And she was using crutches. So one man, somebody they know, um, saw her. And this man was always visiting her, encouraging her. I think the man was even giving her massage on that leg. And she's fine. And this man has his own accident now. I think with this motorbike, they use them back home. So because he said, the man said he also has his own, um, like the way the man put it that, like he's also, me, I'm also having my own accident now or something. I had my own accident also. I think that's what she said. The man said, but the man has an accident. The man is in the hospital. And this man wrote her, sent her a video, and the man was soliciting for help. So why this man was asking for it, she was like, ah, I don't have me money, I beg. You know that type of thing. How much am I going to give you even? Well, it's like, excuse me, I was yawning. The man is like, anything you have to the man, the man did not make a demand, like, give me this amount. Anything you have will support, will go a long way. And to her, she's like, even when I have, when I have, I'll give. She needs to really have, you know, a certain amount that she'll consider like a huge amount before she'll give that man. And the way she was even thinking it, I think, from my understanding, it's not like she was even saying it in a way like, yeah, I really want to have this big money that I give. The way she said it, I I understood that. It's, she's that a, Even if she had that money, you know, somebody might say, give me. You say, oh, I have just 10 euros. If I give this person this 10 euro now, it's not enough. Let me wait. When I have 50 euros, I'll give. But when you have that 50 euro, you see that you have problem. You'll be like, why should I give this person my 50 euro? Me and this person, we are not even related. Uh-huh. He was massaging my legs here, but he, you know why I didn't ask for that help. He went out of his way to do it. 
Why should I give him? 50 euro is too much. You start to see that you have things to do with 50 euro. Oh, I can do this for my family. I can do that. I can do. Yes. So when I preach and I told them how God used me some time ago and asked me to give a sister of mine with whom we are in the ministry 100 euros and I refused. I think it was on Friday, and I disobeyed the whole weekend. It was on Monday that I finally gave her that money, and she wrote me an SMS thanking me and telling me how things were really rough. She was pregnant. She had two kids. They had no diapers. The husband was out of job. She herself, she was not working. They were just relying on the support government is giving them. And she had prayed, and God said he would send her help. And God laid in my heart. God told me not he laid in my heart. He told me because I didn't know her. I didn't know that, uh, sorry, she's having that situation. I know her, but I didn't know she's going through that, right? And God gave me her name. I had give Ruth 100 euro. I was like, hey, why should I give Ruth my money? I don't know if anything is wrong with Ruth. But it didn't leave me the whole weekend. I woke up Monday in the morning. I gave my husband the money. I said, please, give this, send this money. I asked her for her information. She sent. And I asked my husband to give, put the money in her account. They were in the same uh, bank. So she received the money immediately. I was in a different bank. If I had to send it, it's going to take me about two to three working days. And she told me how that 100 euro, how he helped her. So while I was giving my own testimony, I said, you might be thinking like, oh, it's small or it's too much. But God has a reason. Let alone her case that this man is even begging, asking for help. And she has, but to her, she was thinking, oh, that money is small, it's small. I don't know how much she gave the man. But then she told us that she's leaving that hall. She's going straight to the general hospital to visit that man. Whatever she has, she's going to give the man. And she was happy doing it. And this man's been asking her thing for over a month now that this man had this accident. And his case was worse than hers from what she said. I was like, wow. So God has to use my own example to teach people to obey and to be givers. I said, the money we have is not, if only people know that when they are richer, that money is not just for them. If you are rich, that money is not just for you. It's for you to help people. It's not helping people foolishly. If God laid in your heart, help people. If you see poor people, help them. Those who cannot afford, help them. Just be nice. It doesn't cost you anything. Instead, it's rewarding. The one that really blew my mind all the testimonies were wow, but the one that really blew my mind was my pianist, the guy who played for me. While he has packed his things, I just walked past by him and he said, Ma, I was so blessed by your administration. I said, Really? Say yes. He said, I'm this type of quiet person. If you see the guy, you know he's quiet. He said, I'm this type of quiet person. I don't talk much. So when people hurt me, I will not say it. I will not tell them. I will just carry them in my mind. Like, I will just bear, I will just have, you know, brush against them. And I will not say anything. And then now, you know, he has some forgiveness. He will not want to let go. He will be like, this person, you hurt me. You did this. He will not tell you. He will not even point it out that this is, maybe that person even hurt you unknowingly. It's okay. He will not tell them. He will just carry them there, There's this resentment he, he had. And he said, while I, was, I mean, while I was preaching, the Spirit of God was telling him to let go, to forgive. Hmm. 
I was like, wow. He said the Spirit of God was telling him to let go to forgive. That's how he was forgiving people. And what is so amazing is the way he said it. And then he said, he started by saying that he has been a born-again Christian for 10 years. Then I asked him, I said, but why today? Why did you decide to forgive today? Isn't that all these years you've been going to church, they have never preached on forgiveness to you? He looked at me and he smiled. He's kind of shy. He looked at me and he smiled. They would have. You can't tell me that you go to church for 10 years, your pastor or father has never for once, or you've never heard for once that you should forgive people. I said, it could be God sent me here for you. Why this day? He was playing his piano, but listening to me. And he said, the Spirit of God started ministering to him to forgive people, to let go. Because I told them that I go before God. I don't know about them, but I go before God daily asking for mercy. I told them my dream that I had, my encounter that I had on the 4th of August of 2020 when I was in the waiting room waiting to be judged. And that was asking for mercy, telling God that I have forgiven all those who have hurt me. He should please forgive me. I had unforgiveness. I said, many people will go to hell because of unforgiveness. And if you are there listening to me, ask God for mercy and begin to forgive people. Many people, and people at times will say, like, ah, forgiving them, I don't want them to have anything with them. But deep inside of you, somewhere down there, you know if you see this person, you're like, mm, mm-mm. What this person did? What this person did? Have you not heard people before? Have you not heard people? Many people are going to miss it because of unforgiveness. They'll pretend, I don't forgive you. I don't get me nothing for doing it. I know you want me to be my friend. I know you want to get nothing for doing it, but I don't forgive. But the way they say it, you can feel it. You can sense it. No matter how they cover it. Their conscience, they know somewhere down there that they have not forgiven. What is it that they have done that you can't forgive? So be like, over this one, we'll go as far as even swearing over their dead body, they will not forgive. Over your dead body, it's, a, it's pride to you, right? Imagine you fall down and you die. Maybe that person is even somewhere praying, asking God for forgiveness. Mercy, say, Father, where? Please forgive me. I'm sorry. Oh, I really did not mean it that way. Oh, Father, please, Father, touch my friend to forgive me. And you are there. Mm-mm, I will not. God will forgive them. Even if they killed somebody, God will say, okay, they have repented. And God will be telling you, forgive. Let go. say, no way. I cannot. The enemy is dead. Oh, don't forgive. Why should you forgive? Despite everything you did, don't forgive. And you say, yes, I will not. And when you die, you go to hell. You go to hell. Forgive and let go. Forgive and let go. Love people. Love people. God told me, symbol of love. Not for your sake, but for my sake. He said, the world needs love. People are going through a whole lot. People are going through a whole lot. Let's learn to love people. 
and have and have a relationship with God. When I started this, I didn't even know that God is going to. I, I was just like it was the other day. I was watching here. Um, Joyce Mayer, she was saying she was holding Bible studies for two years. I think twice a week. For five years, I think twice a week. At her place. Before God started using her, she started going. Two years, me just two years and God is sending me out. And just me, I watched one of her videos recently and she said, God used her when she was 43 or so. She had kids. She had five kids already. I think she was even still nursing a child. I think she had a toddler. So God can use anyone at any age. Just make yourself available. Don't say, oh, you wish God had used you a long time ago. Oh, now you are old. No. Make yourself available. Long time ago, yes, that would have been better. So you would have done a whole lot with more souls. But hey, God has set this and time for everything. I taught me not becoming a reverend sister that I so desired. That was it. As he failed, I knew, oh, I can never work for God again. Let me just live my life. And when I dedicated, I rededicated my life to Christ, I was like, okay, let me just live my life, make heaven. That's it. I'm going to be dance, dancing Makosa for him. Because that's what I said a year before I give my life. After I've lost so much weight, I stood in front of my mirror. I looked at myself, looked at my shape. I was like, wow, this body is not going to hell. I'm going to take this shape to heaven and go and dance Makosa. That's why I dance. Have people not watched my videos on Facebook? Go there. You see me dancing. I used to dance while I was in the world. So I dance now for God. God said the enemy thought they have destroyed, but I blended it with my plans. He said, if I would have been a reverend sister, you would have been stuck in a convent somewhere in Cameroon. Maybe they would have sent me in a small village where I would just be doing my normal routine. Go to the, the, the church and pray, come back and do this. Maybe I will learn to to be a small a nurse at a, a dispensary there or a teacher teaching with one primary school or whatever. Yeah. But today my voice is being heard all over the world. God is amazing. Don't give up on him. He will never give up on you. Put your hopes and your trust in him. Put your hopes and your trust in God. If he gives you an assignment, do it. Do it. These women, they were like, wow, my sisters, those are friends. They were like, oh my God, we are so happy. We are so blessed to be here. They said they were so blessed to be there. I fed them spiritually and I fed them again physically. They ate. I gave them rice, gave them water. I blessed water for them. My sister told me that they said, ah, that water, they're going to be using it just bit by bit. They'll take it and pour it inside their, 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 their container where they have water, they are drinking water. Once she's just going to give the husband immediately, I was, I said, wow, this people really believe. Because I didn't just come there, I was just preaching God's Bible. Oh, this, yes, I, I read the Bible, but I told them my own encounters. I told them nothing but the truth. Your story today will inspire somebody tomorrow. To the extent that we're telling them that, Keep preaching. Tell us more of your encounters. Because they saw practical things. That's, that's what people want. They don't want stories. 
Don't be telling them somebody else's story. Oh, there was one woman who I, I heard this, this happen. What about you? How available are you that God is using? How available are you for God to use you so you can use your own stories, your own encounters, your experience to inspire somebody, to change their life, to change their mentality? My sister called me a few days later and said, one of the ladies said, oh, me, I'm, I'm going to be her mama. They asked for my number. First of all, gave them my Cameroon number. Then later I gave my sister my number. I said, give them my number so they can be watching my videos on WhatsApp. And she was so happy. And she said, so she can message me. My sister said, yes. Yesterday, two days ago, before I came. <coughs> no, it was yesterday. Yesterday was Sunday. I left, on, on, I left Cameroon on Saturday. So Saturday before we left, I was talking with my sister. And I said, my upbringing with my, religion, my, uh, um, my woman of God now, she didn't teach me about mama. Yes, Apostle is my mother in the Lord, everything. But I don't call her. She doesn't call me. She will tell you, listen to the messages. She shows, she shows us Christ. Be in a relationship with your father. So I was telling my sister that, yes, if I'm late, the mom was like, if I have my problem... And I contact her so I can talk to her. See, me, I'm not the one that will be talking to anybody on the phone. If you have your problem and you tell me if I'm late, I'll pray with you. I can see type of prayer and send you. just have to believe that, oh, ambassador has prayed. Woman of God has prayed. And yes, I hold it and I believe in faith. When you doubt is coming, say, no, she has already prayed. So, you know, I'm not be spending hours with you on phone. I have other things to do. Besides, it drains people. Some people might even be speaking like this. You think, oh, they are really, some can be agents. Mm. So don't be excited. If you're a preacher, a new preacher, and people are calling you, refuse. Don't, except then you are late. Don't make it a habit of talking with people on the phone. Some will come there to drain you. Don't be excited. That why people want to come here and be talking to me. No. Maybe there, that's why I was preaching. I'm showing them the way. It's all about Jesus. Build a relationship with him. Father told me, he said, your engagement with me will determine how far you want me to go with you. How engaged are you with the things of God? What is your relationship with him? Is it a father and daughter relationship? Or is it the, the one that you go there just once in a while when you have problems, that's when you go to him? Do you have a daily relationship with your father? Do you communicate with him daily? Or it's occasionally when you have trouble. Hmm. Or do you only go to him when you are frustrated, when you are failed? You've tried everything humanly possible to make something to work. You need breakthrough. You've struggled. You've used connection. You've bribed your way and things are not working. Then you turn and say, oh, there is a God. Let me pray. Or he, is he the God that you go to and submit everything to him? And you turn and say, Father, this is what I want to do. Or you say, Father, what is the plan for me today? Not your pastor. No. When God appeared to me in my kitchen, he asked me, he said, do you believe? I said, I do, Father. But do you blame those who don't believe? Because most women and men of God, their ways don't tally with that of Christ. We represent him. I didn't hear anywhere in the Bible that Jesus was talking to people. This No, he prayed for people. At a point, they even came and looked for him. What did he tell his disciples? He said, no, we have to go to the other side. That's why I came. I didn't come just for these people. 
I have to go and spread the good news. Those who were there yesterday, they helped me. I preached. I told them to forgive, to love, to stay away from sin and pray to the Father. So I have to go let the other people get the news. So nobody should tie you down that, oh, you are their mama or group of people. You are happy like, oh, this one. God didn't call you just for these people. My case, he said, go and deliver the women in Africa. Not the women in Kumba, Cameroon. Not this woman. Not this particular. Women in Africa. Africa is a continent. And it's not just about women in Africa, but whole, the whole world. But he was giving me instructions. So I'm not surprised if my ministry, women, a lot of women, if you look at even the pictures, there were more women. There how many men came. My cousin was there. He sang. He left. Atem was there. My classmate came. And then the, the, the girls who sang for me, their father was there. He was there just for a, a short while. Then you had the, 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 the cameraman, the pianist, the DJ. That's it. So 80% or say 70% were, were women. And then you had kids there. And then you had those guys. Right? So obey God, stay in his presence, love, forgive people, study your word, listen to the messages, pray fast, spend time with God, spend time with God, okay? So your Monday is blessed, your week is blessed, you are blessed. I pray for you today as you go about your business, be nice, be kind to people, spread love, share love, and I pray that may God order your steps. May he put his angels before you to lead you, to direct you, and behind to wash over you in the mighty name of Jesus. I plead the blood of Jesus all over you, your family, your place of work, and may God bless the work of your hands in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. Good health is your portion. Long life is your portion. I cancel any spirit of death, every spirit of accident in the mighty name of Jesus. For those who are seeking for the fruit of the home, your home is open. Receive in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Yahweh, for this meeting, for this gathering, Father. Everyone who is meant to be here to listen to me, Father, bring them here, Lord Jesus. Thank you, sweet Holy Spirit. Thank you, Abba, Father. May God bless anyone who shared this. Anyone who invite people to follow me, may God bless you. Thank you, Yahweh. In Jesus' mighty name of prayer, amen and amen. Until we meet again, stay blessed. Bye-bye.